Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We are your host, Chris Schubert, here floating around producing this thing. We are from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, which is, of course, your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. Of course, it's your continued source for all sports wagering information. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They have all the sports. So head on over to betonline.ag to join. And if you do that, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit as long as you use our promo code BLEAV. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, we celebrated early, but happy National Christmas Movie Marathon Day to you. Oh, see, I wish we'd known that. We probably would have strategized a little better, but here we are. And, and anybody who wants to celebrate... Go back and listen to the yesterday show if you missed yeah, it, or if yeah. you already caught it, you could go back and just listen to it again yeah. and celebrate a uh, Christmas movie with with legendary Christmas movies like Jumanji. Being <laughs> my my wife starts celebrating uh, National Christmas Movie Marathon Day about mid November first. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> about mid November, maybe a little yep. earlier sometimes. Christopher. Uh, greetings, gentlemen. Happy Friday to you. Takes on takes. We have uh, two truths and a lie. The standings are all locked up. But we're still going to play out the remainder of the games. Uh, it is the last show before we all celebrate Christmas. So a lot, lot of festive mood here on a Friday here on the show. Very exciting. Yeah, very excited. Very excited for what's to come. I believe this is where I take over and I provide yeah, the yeah. takes. That's yeah. It's kind of the, the way that this works here. Is that how this works? Okay. Um, we will start here. Hold on here. Uh, this take from Tell. Take. Take. Maybe this is a hot take, but Buffalo should not build a dome. This week's game was one of the most exciting games to watch, and the weather and Bills Mafia's behavior in it was a major reason. The argument that they shouldn't let weather affect Allen can be countered with the fact that he's one of the few quarterbacks with the arm to throw in Buffalo weather, so opposing teams are at a bigger disadvantage unless it's Mahomes or Herbert. P.S. Joe needs to tell Buffalo to draft one of Charbonnet, Roshan, or Tavion for the late season weather games. I have things to say here. First of all, uh, enjoyed the dynamics of the weather on Saturday. Did not enjoy snowballs being thrown at players or thrown onto the field. So let me start off by acknowledging that I hated that. Thought it was ridiculous and uh, completely immature and unnecessary for that to ever be done at a sporting event. And with that out of the way, the Bills are building an open-air stadium, so we have nothing to worry about here. It opens in 2026, brand new, right across the street. Um, it will not be a dome, so there's really there's nothing to debate here other than people don't like the weather games, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to peel back the layer here for everybody. People don't like the weather games for the Bills, Bills fans, because Josh Allen's stats aren't very good. 
That's that's what it is. Every the, well, the, the ultimate trump card is just play every cold weather game against the Dolphins, and he'll like or the Patriots. if there's one thing that'll trump cold weather, Josh Allen, it's Miami Dolphins opponent Josh Allen. Well, it, it, the thing about it is, it's not that Josh Allen's stats are bad. Okay, they're good. They're better than any other quarterbacks would be in the same elements. But they're not what everybody wants: the big 300 yards, four touchdowns, pretty passing stats. The Bills are a better team when they play at home in the cold. I think they're like 10 and 1 in December or later since 2020 at home, right? Like what are we what are we talking about? People just don't want for Josh Allen's stats to not be beautiful and that's why they don't want it to be outdoors, but the Bills are a better team. They've always been a better team at home late in the season. Joe, have but, you- last thing here. The Bills under Sean McDermott at home in the playoffs are three and zero. On the road in the playoffs are zero and three. Have you ever watched any of the Vaughn cast with Bleacher Report? Yeah, I, I sometimes watch it. I know Brad did, Chubb was on there this week. Did they, I mean, they talked about everything from cold weather games, warm teams in cold weather games, the snow environment, the environment on Sunday when those two teams played each other. They talked about the snowballs. I mean, they, they talked about everything. And I thought it was pretty interesting. And I'm sure Vaughn and Bradley have a unique perspective because they both played together in a cold weather environment in Denver. Right. Mm -hmm. But they were pretty dismissive of like, look, man, like if you're going to make it a thing, then like the game's over before it even began. And and if you decide not to make it a thing, as soon as the game starts, like really it's just as long as you have your equipment, right? Like it really doesn't, influence that much now when you get into the wind and the snow and like all of those elements that came late in the game I think that's really what can push and can be an advantage for the Bills and Josh with his arm strength and ability to throw which was part of the take that was submitted there but I just thought it was really interesting that they they talked about the cold weather stuff and they were both pretty dismissive of like yeah once you're in it like it, it really becomes an afterthought and it's just up to you to to decide before the game starts that Oh, it's, it's another game. And once you, as a professional football player, make that decision, it really doesn't influence anything that happens from there. I I would agree to an extent. Um, I I think any player is going to down talk it. Nobody's going to be like, yeah, it's cold as crap. We don't want to be here. This sucks. Right. You're never going to say that. But I, I think about two things. What did Michael Irvin, what's his famous quote? He says, when we played in cold games, we were cold, right? Like, yeah, we were cold. And then last year, the Bills did one, you know, the mic'd up stuff, or uh, the Falcons, excuse me, did a, a mic'd up uh, with Lee Smith, who spent a number of seasons with the Bills uh, in their December game in Buffalo where it was snowing. And the entire time he was talking to his teammates about how cold they were. So, like, of course, they're not going to, like, openly say it, but – for whatever reason, the Falcons felt comfortable publicizing this, and literally a large portion of it was Lee Smith and his buddies on the Falcons talking about like this is ridiculous. So and where did, and where did they play? In Buffalo. Okay, but the, like, doesn't that kind of prove the point? Because the discussion was if you decide not to let it be a thing, it's not going to be a thing. Sure, they but- they very clearly openly decided. Yeah. It's cold. It's going to consume my headspace. I'd be willing to bet the Falcons didn't win the game, did they? They didn't, and they they had a chance to be competitive. Um, but yeah, I think you you have to right. That's the mindset you have to have. But I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's a a blanket statement that every professional athlete does a good job of of absorbing oh, 
You know, I I agree. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that those two guys brought that conversation yeah. in and said, you know, we we decided it wasn't going to influence us and and be a barrier for us, and we went out and we, we yeah. played a game. You you played. We both played high school football, right? And not to say that this is carries all that much weight, but I know you played high school football in Pennsylvania. I'm sure it's cold. I played high school football in North Carolina, and in the playoffs, it's cold. And when you go to the mountains and play games, it's cold. I was when the ball was snapped. I was there was never a second in my mind where I thought about it being cold. Between snaps, I thought it was cold. What was your experience? I mean, you played in cold in Pennsylvania. I'm sure of it. It's cold when you're not on the field. Was not a two way player, so I went out on defense and played. And then the offense has the ball, and it's like, man, I hope we scored a couple explosive plays here. So we can get in the end zone quickly, yeah. and I could go back out there and move around again. G- guessing you didn't have heaters there on the sideline no, of the Wilson. No, no, we weren't that. Co- we we weren't that that kind of budget. <laughs> no, they, they, Wilson takes their program real serious, but they, they they didn't have the the high school Texas high school budget for heaters on the sideline. No. How how over this conversation do you think Chris is? We're like six minutes into this. He's probably done. he's devastated. Yeah. He's devastated. He's ready for the next take. Go ahead. <laughs> Getting well, fidgety I, over there. It's not a next take. We just have a major problem. Oh, God. I'm going to read you a tweet, and we're going to react to it. It's what we do here on Takes on Takes, and I think it's going to cause major problems. I think the entire future of the National Football League could be at stake here. That's how big oh, of a deal he, it is. He's, he's being over. Okay, okay, Chris. I'll play along. This this tweet from uh, Michael David Smith, who is uh, verified on Twitter. Uh, he's the managing editor of Pro Football Talk. I'm sure you've heard of him. It, tweet, quote, it appears that going forward, there will only be one red zone channel with the red zone on cable being the same red zone available on Sunday ticket, which starting in 2023 will be on YouTube. You know what that means, though? No. No more quad box? We're going to have Scott Hansen versus Andrew Siciliano, winner take all. One person keeps their job. One person doesn't keep their job. Uh, I think they're going to be okay either way. Chris, I had no idea there was multiple red zone channels until you and I were together somewhere. Don't remember where One it of was. our various trips that we go on. Some trip that we've taken in the last three years. Yep. And you asked me, like, what red zone I prefer. I'm like, hmm? Didn't know there was more than one. I'm firmly in the Scott Hansen camp. I mean, there's nothing better than... Seven hours of commercial-free football starts right now. There's nothing better yeah, than the Yeah, that's the guy hour. I use because I didn't know there was another one. So, I mean, I, again, I know Siciliano is part of the OG Red Zone. Like, that's that's what Red Zone started as. That's where it started. But I'm, this, I'm Team Hanson, so that this is going to be tough if, if these two have to have to duel it out. Okay. They'll be okay. They're both going to have a high-paying job in the world of football media. They'll be all right. Take from Tim Tall. Take. The dude should do Wednesday tier makers with NFL prospects by position. Could be fun and give insight to us listeners on how strong each positional group is. Now, the reason why I bring this up here is a take and not as a show concept, because we're not going to do this now. We're going to do this later when everything's done. Yeah, but I wanted to gauge your interest in the thoughts of doing yes. this later in, when, when everything is done, all the haze yeah, in the Yeah, when bar. we're ready to do it. Yeah, Okay. Sure. all right. Just yeah. all right, that's, that's the challenge, right? Because you have to take deep dives into hundreds of prospects, and then you got to cross-check hundreds of prospects. And that simul that process has simultaneously started with the end of the, the NFL season, and we are getting new information every week with the college football season during the college football. So it's like you have to thread the needle with all the content and all of the points of information, and like that that February through April strike zone is where 
we're ready to speak intelligently on those. And I think we, we, we all take the opportunity to speak intelligently. And we take that very seriously because we understand that these are resumes for players trying to get in the pros and you don't want to be talking out of your end. The last thing I want is, is to be the skip Bayless of draft dudes, right? Where I just don't know Mm. what I'm talking about with anything at all, but I'm just going to have loud. I'm going to be loud and wrong about everything. That's the last thing I want to do. It's kind of the role I play on the show. Well, listen, that Kyle, that's a hell of a way to put it. You can't be skip, skip Bayless in the NFL draft space. <laughs> Angle no. work. Angle work. <laughs> no, you won't last. <laughs> uh, this take from David. Take, we will see a record high of new starting quarterbacks come next season with the battle of the backups this year and the draft. The Broncos will have Ben McAdoo as a new head coach, and the Colts will sign D'Amico Ryans as their new head coach. I'm all the way out on Ben McAdoo being a head coach of any. Did I say McAdoo? You, yeah. you did. Ben Johnson. Sorry. That was a Freudian <laughs> slip of McAdoo. I about had a heart attack. A pivot. I about had a heart attack. Like, man, you would just hold on to Hackett. Just go with Hackett for another. Right. Week. Just stay with it. If it's McAdoo <laughs> or Hackett, just hold on to Hackett. Right. Woo. Uh, I... Is Chris frozen for you too? His face is frozen yeah. in the perfect. He's well, definitely he, frozen. Well, can you guys still hear me, though? Yeah, we no, can. No, I can hear you, yeah. And that's really but all that it, matters, because in order for me to fix the camera, I'd have to, you know, break something, and I'm not interested in doing I'm, that. I'm not worried about you being frozen. It's just the perfect with the Freudian slip of sure. Johnson versus McAdoo. Your facial expression is the perfect frozen moment in time frozen. Sure, I'll, I'll do this for you. No, it's still, the it's same. still, still there. Broken. It's still all there. All right, all right. So I love Ben Johnson as much as anybody. I feel like I've been championing him. Is that a word? Championing him for the entire season? You have, yes. Can't confirm. If you're Denver, can you go from that raw of a hire to that raw of a hire when you're one and done? It's probably a hard sell. For me, it would be, and I know I would that imagine it's a hard sell. The pivot there to me is like, okay, well, what if they hire their defensive coordinator to be their head coach? To which I would say, okay, just hire somebody with like a legit offensive background that has, you know, can can run that side of the ball for you. Uh, I think there's going to be a fair amount of turnover in starting quarterbacks. I have no idea what the record is, so I, I can't speak to the record breaking. What was the last part of that? Uh, D'Amico Ryans is the Colts' new head coach. D'Amico Ryans is going to have options. He might not want to go to Indy. Yeah, he's probably going to have his pick of the litter for any quarterback or any, any head coach hungry team. I'd imagine he'll have his pick of the litter. Take from Tyler, Tyler Lyles. Take for Friday. JT Daniels is the weirdest transfer yet. Question for the dudes. Why would he make this move? Wants to keep playing football. He lost his job at West Virginia by the end of the year. Yeah. He ain't going to play in the pros. Just go go right off into the sunset at Rice and enjoy playing a year of college, another year of college football, I suppose. Well, and look, and I don't, I don't know the specifics here, but these – these fringe NFL quarterbacks, they're going to make more money in college than they are as a training camp body bouncing off of practice squads. Yeah, being guy. being cut off active rosters and yeah. put on on practice squads and, and being even, cut off practice squads. It's just there's there's not enough turnover at the position yeah. for every team for teams to to continuously churn and put on active roster and have upside for for revenue. I think mid-round quarterbacks in general, they're going to make more money in college, right? Like the Hendon Hookers, the Michael Penixes of the world. 
those guys are going to make more money in college than they're going to make in the NFL. Uh, this take from Kevin. Take, the Pro Bowl voting is a joke. As an example, Milano not being named is a travesty. Get rid of the game, have the voting done by coaches, head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, all of them, and GMs. Give the players their free trip to Hawaii and host a league-wide skills competition. Fastest man, QB challenge, strongest man, etc. Well, from what I understand, fan voting is one-third. Mm-hmm. Then the coaches and the players are the other two-thirds. Mm-hmm. And looking at the fan voting and then looking at what the actual results were, I would say the coaches and players are not immune from having egregious impact and influence <laughs> on this as well. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be mad. I, I almost, as we went through this project this week, I started to ask myself more questions about amount of players per position and structure more than anything, to be honest with you. And like, there were times where I wish I had more players from the other conference that I could include because I thought they were more deserving. It, you know, I, I ran into more of that than I did. Like, I think you're always going to be, people are going to be griping about snubs, right? That's part of the conversation every year, but I think the fact yeah, it's bad everywhere around at times. As evidenced by the poor soul of a Detroit lions fan who doesn't follow oh. Clearly any of us to the show clearly, clearly has never to listened show. to draft dudes ever because he replied to draft networks polling and just bemoaned how disrespectful we were to the Detroit lions for the really? lack of love that we gave Aiden Hutchinson and Kirby Joseph, nowhere to be seen. Jamal Williams, not being a pro bowl selection while leading the league in, in rushing Amon Ross St. Brown, not making the roster. Um, all super egregious Detroit versus the world as usual went off on this big five tweet rant about it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, I waited until the actual results came out and then the Lions shared what the reserves were. And I replied to him at the end and said, Hey, we were kinder than the NFL actually was for your Lions, So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> like we don't sit here and stand the Detroit lions. Our lions is Hashtag our lions. Yeah. Excuse me, Jamal. And I love Jamal Williams, but excuse me, a guy that who hasn't rushed for more than 3.8 yards per carry in a game since Halloween didn't make our top three running backs in the NFC. Excuse me. I have a couple of takes from Joe at work here. My favorite account handle. Joe is at work. I am. First take from Joe at work. Take coffee is Duke Tobin level elite. Eggnog is Brandon Bean level elite. Coffee with Irish cream is John Robinson. <laughs> wow. He. <laughs> I, mean, I don't like I don't like any of these three things, so I don't really I can't weigh in here. OK, is. We did the tear maker on GMs a couple weeks ago. Yes, yeah. we did. We had Duke Tobin in solid, right? Yeah, like the whatever the, the one top, top shelf, whatever was after top shelf. Yeah, so solid. Yeah. So that would mean that what is solid? I'm coffee. using transitive property here. Just regular coffee? Yes, coffee, that's what yeah. I, I believe that's what coffee the is, is solid. Yes. 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 I would agree. Nothing better than diner coffee, though. I don't know what diner, like Joe, when you and I were at Buffalo know, for I've Packers Bills, we, we went out. Yeah, we went out to the diner, not hotel coffee, not hotel restaurant coffee. We've been to plenty of diners. I've seen this every time. We diners. Go yeah, you're the you what, get the what's, coffee. What's the place down by you where you used to live in Indian Trail Stacks. that you took me? Oh, Waffle House? Stacks. 
So no, good. stacks. The world's greatest cup of coffee. It really is. Congratulations. I get the coffee. You did it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Listen to yesterday's podcast. You'll get it. You'll get that, that reference. Um, He said eggnog is elite. Yeah. I don't like it. So I'm not in on that. I very much am in on eggnog. Very much in on eggnog. I know that's a, it's a very polarizing thing. It's a unique taste. You put a little either you could put pumpkin spice or cinnamon sugar on on top, pour a little brown liquor in there, and yeah, it's good. Were you in on what was the last part? Was coffee with Irish cream? He called is, that John, he, John Robinson. Robinson. So uh the in-between. Stuck in the middle. With I don't you. I don't like that either. So I I'm not, I, I'm not crazy about I'm not crazy about Irish cream. If I want caffeinated alcohol there's a lot of other choices i'll go to before i'll go with a sugary coffee yo my wife cream mix we were at a speakeasy for the first time you ever been to these things speakeasy had my first experience with this uh obviously i didn't pay for the membership i would never do that but went with people that had a membership it was it was cool and she we were it was late and and she was drinking uh espresso martinis oh god she had four of them four <laughs> Which presented a problem when she was trying to go to sleep. She didn't calculate right. that she had, she had all that caffeine. You got an upper and a downer she, at the same time. She's, she's trying to fall asleep. It's like 3.30. She's wide-eyed. Oh, man. You got to keep that. Joe, Joe, yeah. I can't fall asleep. What do I do? Does, does she talk like Does she have a southern accent? She's got a little bit of a draw to her at times. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This next take... Uh, oh, the bonus take from Joe. Excuse me. The bonus take from Joe. After listening to the top five episode, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a top 20 movie of all time. Ooh. But Die Hard is not a top five Christmas movie. If somebody turns on Die Hard in January through November, yippee-ki-yay. But somebody put it on, puts it on in December, happy trails, Hans. I don't, I, don't, I don't vibe with that either. Joe, at work, you got the best handle out there, but I don't vibe with your takes today. I have no opinions on Die Hard. In Christmas movies, because I like Die Hard all year long, and it, and I don't. It doesn't have to be. I think Christmas that's what time. I think that's what he's saying, though. Yeah, but it's not better during Christmas time. It's the same. Isn't that what he's saying? Because he's no, saying I, it's top twenty movie of all time, but it's not a top five Christmas movie. So if you're sliding the scale based on the seasons that you're oh. dealing with, then it's 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 less palpable in the Christmas season. So then I do saying. vibe with that, and I just didn't realize. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're picking up what he's putting down. Thank you. Take from our good friend Vontel. Vontel, my guy. Davo, Davo Sweeney had the most hilarious quote of the year. The NIL <laughs> quote was the most on-brand Davo thing ever. Can confirm it was the most on-brand Davo quote of all time. Like to the point where when NIL first like kicked in, like people made memes about Davo that were then manifested when Davo actually made the yeah. quote on signing day. Yeah, there's nothing to debate here. I think that's spot on. That's pretty open and shut. Yep. Uh, let's take from Robert. As a Raiders fan, Joe insulted me a few weeks back. Oh. A few weeks, months back when he said that Daryl LaMonica was a Charger quarterback. But yeah. he completely redeemed himself <laughs> with yeah. his Rocky Four take. It is easily the best Christmas movie of all time. It ended the Cold War. Okay. Okay, love that second part. But did I really say that? If I said he was a Chargers quarterback, then I'm sorry. I, I goofed. I goofed big time. 
I don't remember specifically, but it does sound like something you could have done. I know so I talked about him, but I, th- I I know he's a Raiders no, quarterback. N- nobody else on this podcast is making a LaMonica reference. It's you. So that was <laughs> I you. I said he you was a that. charger? You, you, you must have done that. Dude, I'm sorry about that, legitimately. Well, to be fair, we have this whole, like, moving San Diego... Don't, California. You don't have to try to make it sound better. He's Oakland. a <laughs> Teams keep bouncing around. They're all West Coast AFC teams. You know, they change cities. Probably had you mix what's, wires in there. What's the one that you think about? Like, whether it's the Colts in the AFC East, whatever one of those things that have been, that are now different, what's the one that you have a hard time fathoming? To me, it's, it's the Seahawks being in the AFC. That's the right. one thing that I'm like, I can't believe that was a thing. Or Arizona yeah. Cardinals being in the NFC East. Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was real what, bad. What year, what year was that where they got they got knocked out by the Vikings on the last play of the game? Week 17, they like lost a game and got knocked out of the playoffs. Do you remember this? It was like the it was before they established the pushout rule. So they gave him a touchdown based on a push out where he didn't get his feet inbounds where they said, well, he would have got his feet inbounds, but he got pushed out. So it's still a catch. Do you remember this? Not like you do. No, I, I Chris, are you, do, do you remember anything, anything with that? I do remember the rule you were talking about and why it was gotten rid of. I just don't remember the specific instance that you were discussing. Excuse me. The Cardinals knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs in 2003. This, you know what? This is what led to them being able to get. This is what led to them being able to draft Larry Fitzgerald, if I remember correctly. Josh McCown knocks Vikings out of playoff. Uh, This, this, uh, with late touchdown pass to Nate Poole in 2003. Paul Allen, who had a legendary call of this past weekend's game against the Colts. If you didn't see the TikTok or the the Instagram reel of Paul Allen and his partner for the Vikings play-by-play calling the radio call against the Colts where they are just smashing Indianapolis. <laughs> so, Kyle, this this win, this win by the Cardinals that late in the season directly led to them picking third overall instead of picking higher, and they picked Larry Fitzgerald. It's a good pick. Ty- Tyler Landscape of the Arizona Cardinals could have changed if Josh McCown doesn't make that touchdown. The uh, the other thing that I think is crazy is the Carolina Panthers starting in the NFC West. <laughs> Their biggest rival was like the 49ers originally with, with them. What Wait. on earth? What? Yes, dude. The Carolina Panthers became, started off as an NFC West team when it was the East, Central, and West. They were in the West. Real, this is wild. real talk, man. This is wild. Really, <laughs> 49ers was like their biggest rival for a long time, man. Okay. This take. How did we get how did we get here? Like we we just talked about like eight super random things. How what was the original La Monica took us down just yeah. eight different rabbit holes? <laughs> oh, by the by the way, gentlemen, by the way, speaking of rabbit holes, we uh, since um since creating the Teddy rule, right, in which we give out the award for the best take of the week, we yeah. have not given out the best take of the week. So we're bad at following. <laughs> no, no, we we have one. It's um we have one. Yeah, I it came in last night on Discord. Let me go find it. Because I'm in the Discord. Oh, is it the one from Dolphins Craze? About who, what coach? Yes. Okay, I yes. saw that one. I have that That's one. I have one. that one That's earmarked. One. Don't worry. That, we'll get to that one. That, that is the Teddy. There's just a lot of bits on the show. I need I need somebody in, in the, the we need a producer. Board. Sounds like we need a producer. <laughs> no, because the... <laughs> 
Listen, as the, as the producer of this show, I got a lot going on. Keeping track of all of our bits is a little difficult. Okay, could use some help here. Okay, I have a take here from the real tweets. We need an intern. If the Texans take Bryce Young or another quarterback at first overall, they should then follow up with drafting Jordan Addison or their favorite wide receiver on the board with the Browns pick. If you're going to make one of these quarterbacks the face of your franchise, you'd be doing them a complete disservice by not providing them weapons needed to develop during the most important development years of their career, like teams did with Burrow, Lawrence, and Tua. Burrow, Lawrence, and Tua. I would... um... I would agree with the sentiment that they need to do everything they can to build it up around him, but I don't know that that exclusively means using their other first-round pick on a wide receiver. I think you can do that in other ways. And, I, and I've, I'm and i a big proponent of not necessarily using or, or surrounding your developing quarterback with developing weapons. So I uh, I'm not super in on this. Um, the, the, the Texans just need so much. Like I would hate to, I would hate to start that process and pigeonhole yourself with like, I think that's more of a testament of their decision at one than uh, I agree with. If you're going to take the quarterback, you have to go all in on the supporting cast for said quarterback or else risk, you know, stagnating their development as a player. But I wouldn't be all in on a wide receiver. Now, if Addison's the best player on the board, absolutely. But kind of lukewarm on the idea. Matthew Turner has a tattle taken. He's tattling on Joe. Ooh. And and I don't I, I, I can don't handle it. The, I don't know what this means. We have to work on this together. In the dudes, which I was assume means the Monday episode of the show for dudes, when we give out our dudes for the weekend. Yeah. I think Joe said, quote, 20 teams would love Kirk Cousins as a starting quarterback. I quote. did say that, yeah. Which leaves the best other 11 teams as people who wouldn't. He's not good enough if you're ambitious. The way I read it, Kirk ain't good enough for almost all playoff teams, the top 14. I think the point that he's making, Joe, is that you, you said that 20 teams would love Kirk Cousins as a starting quarterback, but how good is that really going to make them when more than likely most of the playoff teams that are currently in wouldn't want him? Well, I think I think if I had to defend myself, it's it's probably more about right now. Like maybe if you have Justin Fields, you'd rather have Justin Fields and Kirk Cousins, but right now you'd rather have Kirk Cousins. So unless we're going to do the thing, I um I think that's just an important layer to add to it. Do we want to do the thing? Just the playoff teams? The current just, playoff teams. Just the current playoff teams. So I what's mean, what do I have to? What threshold do I have to hit, hit here? I'll be Kirk Cousins has honest. to be has to be better than what three? Okay, so let's let's do the thing here. And Commanders they, I'm and Giants. Answer, I'm going to answer this through the lens of would they want this quarterback right now for their team? Commanders and Giants, yes and yes. Kirk Cousins all day long. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. Yes, Kirk Cousins. Okay, so we're at three. Can we find a fourth? Here, here are the rest of the playoff teams in the NFC. Philly? No. No. Minnesota. They've already got them. They so have got them. Tampa Bay? No. And and Dallas? No. Okay. Here's the AFC. The Careful Buffalo Joe. Bills? No. No. The Kansas City Chiefs? No. no. The Cincinnati Bengals? No. No. The Tennessee Titans? Yes. Yes. 
The Baltimore Ravens. Not over Lamar, no. Uh, the, but Lamar's not the quarterback right now. So, so yes, they would rather have yeah. him. Yeah. The char- I, I, mean, I think that's being intellectually dishonest. I don't think that's the spirit of the take. I, do, I don't think that's the spirit of the take. Well, that's fine. I still, I still hit it. I still achieved right. what we're I wanted still, to. We're still at four. Which, which And then Chargers right. and Dolphins. No one, no. Okay. Especially not with the way... I think I think you could look at Kirk's resume and from a traditionalist standpoint make an argument for him over Tua with the questions that still remain about the longevity of Tua says about like sustainability with this style of play, but they have very much catered a unique offense yes. with the strengths of Tua that Kirk would right. be terrible at. So I yeah. would not want I think that's a perfectly good way to look at it. Yes, hundred percent. This is not a take, but a question from Dolphins Craze, which has earned the Teddy Award for the best take of the week. Well, best I haven't week. signed off on that, but I feel pressure to. You'll, you'll Kyle like and it. I both do, so it's it's going to be tough for you to. Majority rules. Sorry. Question for each of you dudes and half dude Chris. Who is the one <laughs> coach you would love to do a one and a half hour Discord film study with? Can't be a coach from the AFC East due to rooting reasons. Wow, that's a. I mean, I know a, Joe's answer. That's Joe's also answer not a take, though. That's a question. Yeah, but it's the Teddy this week. It's going to be Rex Ryan for Joe. You're kidding, right? I'm surely kidding. Yes. <laughs> no, we know we know who we know who Joe's answer is. What? Who is it? Give him give him one ben and a half Johnson. hours with Ben Johnson, baby. Oh yeah, I got to pick Ben Johnson. I, I feel like I'd want to pick a defensive coach though. Like that was my that was my lean. Mm. Mm. Okay. So if it was an offensive coach, Ben Johnson, just because I've developed such an affinity for him. But I don't know. Like I have, I have so much at my disposal right now. I could pick Andy Reid. You could pick Andy Reid. I could pick I Sean wanna, McVay. I kind of want to pick Doug Peterson. Great choice. If I were to do a defensive guy, you listen. You'd have to do Belichick, right? You can't. You're not allowed. It can't be a coach in the right. AFC East. So you okay. can't pick him in general. You got to do Brian Flores, right? He doesn't seem like he'd be very fun. Well, I'm trying to have neither, a good time. Neither, and neither one of them would be, but as far as defensive, right. what, what are you going to say? Brandon Staley, D'Amico Ryan's, perhaps. D'Amico Ryan's was was a shortlist yes. candidate Hell for yeah. me. You know who's low key high up on this list for me, and it's because of the quirky shit they're doing every week. Sorry, Chris, you got to tap the e tag on That's here fine. now. It's Friday. Um, it's the holidays. Nick Sirianni. Did we see the entire O line shift down on the goal line that they ran last week? Yeah. I, I will. I will say I they have a wrinkle. Li- they have a wrinkle like that every week. If I could sit with the entire Eagles head coach and coordinators uh, staff, I would be interested in a one and a half hour Discord film study with them. By the way, if you're not a part of the TDN Premium Discord and you're not part of the hey. film study, what are you? What are you doing? What are you Cheap doing? Oh, uh, we're gonna finish with this, and then we have two truths and a lie. Hey, wait though. If we did have AFC East available, I'm not. I don't think I'd sit here and pick Sean McDermott or something. Like I don't know that I would. I would. I might pick Mike McDaniel. I would pick LaFleur for me personally, just so I can sit with him and be like, listen, can you explain to me what the heck you're doing on a weekly basis? <laughs> it's not his fault, man. No, I know. I just want to understand. <laughs> I just want the truth. You know, that's where it's an opportunity to get the truth. <laughs> the heck's going on here? Oh, man. Jeff Ulbrich and, uh, no, well, I mean, Robert Sala and Mike McDaniel would be my choices if I could do AFC East. Yeah, if you do AFC East, guys, that'd be good choices. Yeah. Uh, Sam Teets playing our favorite game and he's really good at this he has draft position over unders oh boy nolan smith 30 and a half under stay away uh tuli 
Tupelo two, 36 and a half. Oh. I'll take under on that as well. And I mean, when I mean under, I mean it, it. he's not getting drafted higher than that. Yeah. Because you could say under and the number is smaller, which means he gets drafted higher. No, he's. Right, right. I so he's going to be gets drafted later than. Yeah, he gets drafted later than. Yes. Joe, did you answer this? I agree with Kyle. And then Cedric Tillman, 41 and a half. Under. Yeah, I think he pick, gets picked later than 42. I think that the, you're not going to get the early wide receiver run that would push yeah, some under. of those names up into that stratosphere. Yeah. Okay, two truths and a lie. The standings entering this week, Kyle, 18 and 8. Joe, 12 and 14. Chris, 7 and 19. And I need to address something very quickly here because there was a lot of slander put out on the Twitter sphere towards yeah, me Chris. last week. Joe, did you and, even see this? I did, yep. You took and, care of it. I didn't, I didn't need to do anything there. And there <laughs> so was, you took care of it. And there was slander <laughs> as people say that I, in some way, had cheated the game. Intellectually and that, dishonest. And I was intellectually dishonest, and my statistics were, were not accurate. I believe I have silenced all the, the critics and all the haters and doubters by showing exactly where I got my information from and showing that it was statistically accurate. So I just want to make that very clear. I am not – there's no apology coming. I stand by what I did last week. I stand by that where I got my information from was completely true, and my record reflects exactly who I am at 7 and 19. Thank you very much. It's bad when you, we, we, we've got to pound the table to defend a 7 and 19 record. I would like to remind everybody that I identify as 14 and 10. Uh, you, are not, you, and 10. You, you are not 16 and 10. Whatever. 16 and, <laughs> draft 16 is too bad. Draft is too bad. There it is. I had to make sure we get it in. Um, okay. Who's going first? Kyle's. Kyle's the honors here. I, I want to go first this time. Oh, okay. lovely. So we can get the okay. pain out of the way. Okay. No, get no. Pen ready here. My, this past weekend, we saw the greatest comeback. I hate when you do this. I hate when you start it with like a narrative and like a soliloquy about the how, NFL. I hate this. Kirk Cousins is the owner of the greatest comeback. In the history of the NFL, and this season, Kirk Cousins has been the best fourth quarter comeback quarterback in the entire league because it seems like he does it every week. So all of my statistics are rooted in fourth quarter comebacks and game-winning drives, according to Pro Football Reference. Okay. Okay? Chris Schubert, quarterback king, Derek Carr, is currently second among active starting quarterbacks in fourth quarter comebacks. That is take number one, or stat number one. Stat number two, the modern era Hall of Fame quarterback with the least number of fourth quarter comebacks for their career has seven. Say that one again. The modern era, so Super Bowl era, Hall of seven. Fame quarterback. Hall of Fame. Okay, with the least number of fourth quarter comebacks has seven in their entire career. And the third take, is the quarterback with the most all-time game-winning drives who is eligible but not in the Hall of Fame is Jets legend Vinny Testaverde. All right, Christopher. Can I get that third one again really quickly, please? The quarterback with the most all-time game-winning drives who is eligible but not in the Hall of Fame is Vinny Testaverde. I think Jets we're legend have, Vinny Testaverde, yeah, excuse me. Many teams legend, right? Um, yeah, Chris, I think, I, I think we're just going to have to go with gut here, right? Sure. 
I'm okay so with that. Derek Carr, second most active quarterbacks in game-winning drives. So that would put the, – the, well, the qualifier here is that you look at Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady as, as active quarterbacks, and you would have to live in a world where you think that Derek Carr has more than either of those two players. Okay, so that's what that's what hangs me up a little bit on number one. Dude, he's got a bunch, though. He's got, like – I know he does. It close to yeah. like fifty of them. Yeah, but is it more than Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? Well, it's not more played? than Tom. It might be more than Aaron. So that's that's either true. or That's where it has to be, right? There's well, nobody that's else. How all, that's how all the statements work, Joe. They're either true or they're false. I know that. Understand, but it's it's that. Aaron. It's it's work does him, Chris <laughs> does Aaron <Work> Rodgers <laughs> have more game winning drives than Derek Carr? That's I do the not question. believe so. I believe Aaron Rodgers' teams are more likely to be ahead and not be in a position for Aaron Rodgers to have to make fourth quarter comebacks rather than Derek Carr with one of the worst supporting casts I've ever yeah, seen. I, I will say that Derek Carr's had some years where the Raiders didn't win a lot of games. Can I can I jump in here real quick? I just want to make sure. sure you guys, there there were two takes that involved fourth quarter comebacks and one that involved game-winning drives. This is about fourth quarter comebacks. Just because, Joe, I think you referenced game-winning drives okay. in kind of talking okay. through this right now. So I just want to make sure that like the, the integrity of the takes is, is present. All right, so that's what we have to think about there. The lowest Hall of Fame quarterback has seven career fourth quarter, quarter combos. Yes. That feels low, obviously. And then Vinny Testaverde has the most game-winning drives among eligible Hall of Fame quarterbacks. That is not actually in, in the Hall of Fame. I feel good about that one being true. As do I, mean, I Joe. That, Vinny played I. a bazillion games. And had some crazy moments for a re- like. There's a reason he led the interse- league in interceptions like multiple times with like 30, <laughs> and still got a chance to keep playing ball games, right? So that's that's probably true. Kyle, can I get the first one again, please? The first take: Chris Schubert, quarterback king, Derek Carr, is second among active starting quarterbacks in fourth quarter comebacks. Is there a reason you said starting? Because like, should we be thinking about Joe Flacco? We might want to be thinking about my backup quarterback, Joe Flacco. He said starting for like a very – like it felt like that was like an emphasized thing. See, I just I, to make sure the integrity that takes is – Well, because like, like is Cam Newton qualify? You know what I mean? Cam, like, Newton, Cam Newton is not factored in this equation because Cam Newton's not on a roster. I will tell you, okay. Joe, that Kyle has me in the spin cycle because he's put Derek Carr in here, and I think he knows what that's going to do to the to my brain in terms of a blender. Yeah, of course so, it is. So I'm going to defer to your gut on this. I think two is the lie, but if you told me that you felt strongly that one is the lie, I'd go with you. I think we both agree three is true. Three feels very good. feel very good about three. It does feel good, but Hall of Fame quarterback with the least? I mean, Chris, I think that might play into some of the logic that you have, like, Troy Aikman, like a 10-year starter. Cowboys were always good. Did he ever have to do a fourth-quarter comeback in right. his life? I feel really good about one being true. I really do. Now, it is Derek Carr, and so I could be playing a trick on my brain and just being pro Derek Carr. So that's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to admit my biases out loud, Joe, so we don't have a blind spot. I think, I think it is a trap, and I think one is the lie. That's what I'm going with. You can choose to now, decide Joe, if I, or not. Now, Joe, I'm not going to blame you, but if I go with you and I'm wrong on a Derek Carr thing, you know that's going to hurt my brand, right? Like that's it, it will, but it'll also – I mean, you'll be – you've clinched third place here. You've, you've, you've clinched That's it, true. So. I have clinched third place. It was a three-team race, but I've clinched third place. All right, Joe, I'm I, with you. I, I, Chris, I, I, you're going to be I, on I the agree. podium, man. You're on I, the podium. I, 
Joe, I think he's trying to. I think he's trying to put me in the in the in the blender. One is the lie. Lock it in. So you are both locked in as number one is the lie. Yeah, I yep. hate it though. I hate it. Chris Schubert King, quarterback King Derek Carr is second among all time or second among active starting quarterbacks in fourth quarter comebacks. That number is true. That is a factual statement. I know it, Joe. Tom Brady is first with forty four. Matt Ryan is second among active quarterbacks, but was just benched. So that was number two. Matthew Stafford is a starting quarterback, but is not starting for the Rams. He is number three. Uh, The player you were worried about, Aaron Rodgers, has just 21 fourth quarter comebacks in his career. Derek Carr has 28. So Derek Carr is fourth among active quarterbacks, but current active starting quarterbacks. He is second. The modern era Hall of Fame quarterback with the least number of fourth quarter comebacks has just seven fourth quarter comebacks. That is a factual statement, and that player is Kurt Warner. Seven fourth quarter comebacks for his entire career. Steve Young is the next lowest for Super Bowl modern era quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame, and he has 13. Keep going. I need to know, I need to know like the bottom five. Uh, I need to pull that number back up then. No worries. I, I take a little exception here. Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford both have more than Derek Carr. Oh, do. Joseph, don't Joe, don't do this. The, the standings are already locked. Don't do this. The know, quarterback it, with the most all-time game-winning drives who is eligible but not in the Hall of Fame is Vinny Testaverde. That is the lie. He has 33, but Carson Palmer has 35. Carson Palmer became eligible this year but was not amongst the 28 semifinalists that were revealed for the 2023 NFL Hall of Fame class. I think with Kyle's stuff, we just, from now on, just pick one. There's no point in having discourse. Come on, talk, Andy. You're going to talk, you talk yourself into circles. I mean, with, with, with these cap, these qualifiers are ridiculous. I Matt mean, Ryan Joe, was literally benched two days ago. Matthew I mean, Joe, Stafford is the preferred starting quarterback for the Rams. Joe, in fairness, we were going to get it wrong anyway. I understand that, but I take exception knowing that our process was actually pretty good there. It Your was process pretty good. is good, but that's the, that's the point of the game. <sighs> All right. That's fine. Listen, Joe. Joe. Joe, it's the holiday season. We just we just wiped the slate clean here in two weeks, okay? Just... But wait, wait, what? What are you leaning on that think makes you think this is going to be any different ever? No, Kyle but Joe, obviously Joe. has some type of superpower with his ability for us to always get his shit wrong and for us to always figure us out. Like what? All right, hold on, what, Joe. What don't we know? So, here? Joe, Joe, I will I will follow your crusade into twenty twenty three, but I just it's just not the time right now. If there's some shenanigans at the start of the year and we have some issues with the way things are phrased, I, I have no problem going after right, like that. I did it a month it's ago. It's all fine and dandy because we're locked into our positions. But right. when and we I get the pre- reset here, we need some real integrity here. There needs I, to be no Okay, then we need to set business. some... <laughs> we need to set some... It needs some to be clear and obvious. Don't, don't, don't do what you just did. Okay, all right, Joe. I, I, appreciate, the, I appreciate the integrity and that you being consistent in your, in your approach. So, uh, to want to not have this be a problem, should I have phrased this among the starting quarterbacks in week 17? That would have been that would have been better. That would I wouldn't have, have had a qualifier at all with that. I would say among the current NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. Like shame on us for not thinking of Stafford and Ryan in the conversation, but like for them, like he he we're correct about it because he's third or he's fourth, right? But he's second because those guys aren't included. 
because it was active starting quarterbacks. Right. It's like you needed two you needed two real twists there for that to be true. Okay. So I should have said amongst the starting quarterbacks this upcoming weekend in the NFL, Derek Carr is second. Right, but like just have some grace for us to be able to like, are we really going to sit there and make a list of the 32 quarterbacks that are playing this week? Like, I just, I don't know. Do do what you want, man. That's fine. That's fine. I just, I'm not, I'm personally, if if they're going to continue to be like this, I have no choice but to not put thought into it and just go with my gut and just go, because it's, because I feel like I'm always going to miss the the random qualifiers that are a lot to ask of somebody in a very short amount of time. With that being said, who would like to go next? Put yourselves so, down for zero, then. No, no, no. We'll take the loss. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm taking. I'm t- I did not get it no, right. We got it wrong. We got it wrong. So who's going next? It's like throwing like snowballs at guys on the on the sideline, you know. Except for I didn't throw any si- so- snowballs and I didn't condone it, so it's not the same at all. Joe, would you like? To I'm, go I'm, next? I'm accusing myself of throwing the snowballs. Oh, well, you didn't throw snowballs. We just we Chris and I weren't smart enough to remember all that, so it's it's on us. Joe, would you like to go next? It's up to Kyle. He's the champion. It's it's not. It's I already went, so now it's it's in your hands. I'll go, Joe. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, we are looking at team defense, and all of these statistics are courtesy of ESPN.com. Okay, so that is the source that I have gotten for this. I feel like it's important to mention this. And we are talking team defense here. The Kansas City Chiefs have given up the most passing touchdowns out of any defense in the league. The Seattle Seahawks have the worst rushing defense in the NFC, giving up the most yards per game at 161.1. The Minnesota Vikings have committed the most penalties on defense this season with 99. Man, that that three seems crazy. Wait, no, they committed the most penalties on defense. Yeah, that feels true. Yeah, that feels true. Sorry. I committed, kind of, yes. Yeah. So I guess the logic is Kansas City faces a lot of pass attempts because they're leading a lot of games, and they score a lot of points. And that's the entire NFL or just the AFC, Christopher? Um, which which statement would you like? Number one. The Kansas City Chiefs have given up the most passing touchdowns out of any defense in the league. The league. The league. I mean, the Vikings have given us some passing touchdowns for sure. I feel like there's contenders there. That's that's all. It's It could be true, but I feel like there's contenders. And then I'm pretty sure Seattle has, uh, let's be honest, they play the 49ers twice. So it's probably a lot of rushing yards that's given up there. So they've given up the most rushing yards per game in the NFC. I think that one's true. I'm going to say one is the lie. I would. I tend to agree. One is the lie. The Kansas City Chiefs have given up the most passing touchdowns that have any defense in the league is what you guys are submitting as the lie. Yes. Yes. Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs have given up the most passing touchdowns out of any defense in the league. Just give me one second to go to the other tab here. The 30 touchdowns that they have allowed passing leads the entire league. Next wow. closest, 25. The Titans, Cardinals, and Steelers have all wow, been Wow, they have a commanding lead on this. Touchdowns. Statement number two, the Seattle Seahawks have the worst rushing defense in the NFC, giving up the most yards per game at 161.1. That is also a true statement. They are in front of the Giants. They are second worst in the league behind the Texans. 
The Minnesota Vikings have committed the most penalties on defense this season with 99. That is second most defensively in the league this season. First, the Raiders, the Tennessee Titans with 104 mm. penalties committed. That is the lie. You you would think the the Vikings would be lower because of like the comebacks and stuff. Like they're contributing to their own problems by committing yeah. penalties. So well, they think they just have have some spots where they have talent. I don't want to say deficits, but like they they have some shortcomings, and that probably leads to protecting ourselves, defensive holding, pass interference, that kind of stuff. Do you notice the most penalties on offense in the league? Yeah, I was just looking. It's probably it's probably a surprising team based on the way that you said that. Um, I just I just think I just think this is just a symbol of just how bad their season has been. Houston, the Denver Broncos with a hundred and one. Uh, yeah, we should have known they got a lot of problems. All right, Joe, go ahead. Okay, the <clears throat> NFL is playing football games on Christmas this year. This is relatively a a new thing for the NFL. They went a number of years, like the twenty consecutive years, without playing any games on Christmas. But now it's a new part of their deal. They don't care about the NBA thinking Christmas is theirs. They're playing games, and we're going to watch them. So all my uh, information today has to do with the history of NFL games played on Christmas Day. Kyle, Kyle, we are going to be – I think we're going to be really good here because this was almost my theme, so I did some research in this regard. Mm. I just want to know if you're going to give Joe a hard time about having a soliloquy before he uh, – Yeah, I, I always have one. I always have one. Yeah, so I yeah you both was, do. Right, so maybe that's just a you thing. <laughs> I, I like right, the sequil- soliloquies and the themes. Context right, in the his- is king. Go ahead. In the history of NFL games played on Christmas Day, no team has more than two wins. Kyle, that is true. In the history of NFL games played on Christmas Day, no team has more than two losses. Among current AFC East teams, the Jets and Dolphins have combined to play in four games while the Bills and Patriots have never played on a game on Christmas Day. Chris, have the yeah, Jets so played on Christmas before? I can't remember the last time they played on Christmas. I can also tell you that Statement 2 is sticking out like a sore thumb because I looked at this chart. Like, I had this chart open, and I was looking at it because I was trying to find things that made sense. And, like, I don't think there's a team that's played more than, like, five games on Christmas. What was statement two again, Joe? No team has lost more than two games. Yep, that's right. Gosh, I just I, I thought I remember seeing a team that maybe had three losses, but maybe I'm now just thinking it in my head. I Kyle, I know for a fact statement one is true. Okay. So we get a coin toss opportunity. Uh, Can you read three again, Joe? Yep. Basically it's this. The Dolphins and Jets, among AFC East teams, the Dolphins of Jets have combined to play in four games. On Christmas Day, while the Bills and Patriots have never played on Christmas Day. I'm going to say two is the lie. It's based on sparing sample size. Because if a team's played like five five times and nobody has more than two, and you know that's true, then like somebody would have to have... It's either everybody's played two four games or less, yeah, or somebody's Cal- played more I know than... Th- I- 
I know the Cowboys have played five Christmas Day games because okay. Then if two that. is true, then three has to be false. If somebody's played five games, I I know for a fact the Cowboys have played five games. They've played okay. the most. Two's a lot. And so then, and if they have no more than two wins, which I know is true, then they have to have at least three losses, unless they have a tie. Oh, the tie coming back to bite me would be Chris, really fun. No, it's not guaranteed. <laughs> so then we think oh, we man. think two's the lie, Kyle. I am going with two is the lie. Yeah, two is the lie. Lock it in. Uh, you are correct. No team has ever won has more than two wins. You got several with two. Um, in fact, the uh, the Miami Dolphins and Green Bay Packers, whoever wins that game, will have the most wins ever on Christmas Day because they're mm. both going for their third ever win. Uh, number two is the lie. Uh, no team has ever lost more than two. No, two teams have lost more than two games, and they are the Cowboys. Uh, who have three losses and the Minnesota Vikings with their one in three record on Christmas day. And then, uh, yeah, the, the dolphins have played three times on Christmas day, including a playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, yes, they have. They beat the chiefs on uh, in a playoff game in 1971 and the Cowboys beat the Vikings in a playoff game in 1971 on Christmas day. Uh, but the bills and Patriots never, uh, played on Christmas day. So you got it. Had it the whole way, Kyle had it the whole way. Nice. Well, well done, Chris. We wouldn't be here without you today. The standings, 19-9 for Kyle, 12-16 and 16 for Joe, 8-20 and 20 for me. Next week is the last week of 2022. Oh, no, we do have one more week of this. We've reset the board. <laughs> We're all ready for the reset except Kyle. Well, I apologize for the nefariousness of mine. I genuinely disliked how poorly that was received. That was not my intent We're to all be just sore losers, overly man. malicious. We're sore losers. If it wasn't standings weren't like this, I wouldn't care. I'm being sore. Okay. Well, new year, new us, new new approach to two truths and a lie. That's going to be my new year's resolution. I wouldn't change a thing, man. You're killing us. Well, we do have to do resolutions on the show too. Next week. Do you remember my new year's resolution last year? Failed big uh, time. What was Do you it? Remember I what it remember. was? No, I don't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> I said I was going to start proofreading my text messages. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. I suck so bad. That now they have happen. the edit button, though. I go back in from time to time. If it's right, real just if it's real egregious, clean it up. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for us here today on the show. Kyle Krabs, Joe, and Chris Schubert. We hope you appreciated this week's worth of content. We hope you appreciate the show like we appreciate all of you and like we appreciate our friends over at Ben Online for their continued support of the show. Enjoy the games this weekend. Happy holidays to everybody who celebrates. Thanks for checking out the show. Enjoy the games. We'll talk with you again on Monday. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com. Or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.